mandate by God, not only to preach and sing, but also to teach the people of God the value of worship while bringing the revelation of God's word in a practical way so that people may grasp and apply it to everyday life. Carolina Missionary Baptist Church, please give a Carolinian welcome to Reverend Antoine J. Hutchins. people tell him he's here he is here (laughs) 
Bible says to give honor to whom honor is due and custom to whom custom is due tribute to whom tribute is due I always tell the Christian Unity Church if you ever want to know how God really feels about you just look at the people that he invests in your life because God doesn't waste his treasures Carolina I don't know about you but I know that God loves me to invest such a treasure that he has in the form of your pastor Pastor Anthony Moore can we celebrate the man of God now that is a poor frog that can't praise his own palm this is the man that when you need your baby dedicated this is the man that when you need your loved one buried the man and when you need a voice to speak into your life this is who God uses to keep you sane I think we can celebrate a little better than that for the gift that God has given us in the form of Pastor Anthony Moore and because God knows that we as preachers are some interesting individuals has to create some balance in our lives would you help me thank God for the balance that he's given your pastor in the form of the first lady of the house thank God for you and your grace and how you carry yourself and just the example that you are come on let's thank God for the first family never take for granted when God puts godly people in your life all right, Joshua chapter 4. Now I'm going to cut across the field. I got to get back home before they put an APB out on me. But there is a word from the Lord. When I heard the occasion when I got here, I wrestled with it. But I'm going to say what God says today. Joshua chapter 4, verse 1. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. If you would follow along with me, whatever version you're reading from, it is all the word of our God. It says, when all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, and they choose 12 men, one from each tribe, tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests were standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan front of the ark of the Lord your God. Each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all. How many y'all? One for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We'll use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? And you, you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. So the men did as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan River, one for each tribe, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the place where they camped for the night and constructed a memorial there. Joshua also set up another pile of 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan, the place where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing, and they are there to this day. The priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river until all the Lord's commands that Moses had given to Joshua were carried out. Meanwhile, 
People hurried across the riverbed, and when everyone was safely on the other side, the priest crossed over the ark of the Lord as the people watched. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God. I want to talk for the next few fleeting moments about having a miracle memory. You may have your seats in the name and in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk about having a miracle memory. Give me about 20 minutes and I'm going to take my seat. If I had to sum this sermon up into a single sentence, I would simply say to us all today, this morning, that it is every believer's responsibility to remember the miracles of their journey. Every believer's responsibility to remember the miracles and what God did to bring you to where you are now. Because let's be clear. All of us need to be able to testify that it was not your education, it was not your family pedigree, it was not your good looks, it was not the money that you make or the car that you drive, but every one of us needed some miracles at some point or another to get us to where we are. Here's what I'm going to do for the next 17 minutes. I'm going to ask three questions about this text. I'm going to answer these three questions, then in hey-ho, we can all go. Three questions, three answers, and then I'm going to go and for Christian unity, put a hit out on me. Question number one, what is the situation of the text? The situation is that Israel has to pass through what they have got to come out of. Moses is dead. Joshua is appointed as the new leader. Joshua does not have the pedigree that Moses has. Moses was raised in Pharaoh's palace. He has the best education. He is taught by the best military strategists of the country and even the world per se. Moses now is raised with a silver spoon in his mouth. He has been groomed to be, to be a leader. He has, been, he has been walked through life, handed the best. Joshua was not raised like Moses. He did not have the education or the pedigree that Moses had. But God reaffirms that it's going to be okay because he tells Joshua, you have the one thing that Moses had that none of his education or pedigree could give him. You have the fact that as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. And I'm going to make you a promise, Joshua, if you just be strong and courageous, if you just do what I tell you to do, no matter how crazy it seems, wherever I see your foot, Good God, I felt the Holy Ghost right there. I will give you the land. Everywhere your foot treads upon, I will give it to you. Then he tells Joshua, listen, they've circled this mountain long enough. I want you to take them into the promised land. And here's where we pick up our text because in order to get to the promised land, they've got to go through something. They've got to go through the Jordan River. This river that has drowned other people. This river that seems impossible to cross. This river that can get so, so tumultuous at times that, that people rarely even fool with it in the middle because their horses can't go through it. They, they can't have a boat that's stable enough to get through it at the time during this season of the year. But God says, uh, Joshua, if you just do what I tell you to do, 
I want you to get to the edge of the Jordan River. I want you to get the presence of God. Let it go before you. Tell your neighbor, I need the presence. I need the presence. Let it go before you. And when, when you step in the water, all you got to do is stand by faith. I'll take care of the rest. And here is the challenge of getting to promise. The challenge of getting the promise is that the enemy's job, since he can't stop you, is to talk you out of stuff. He wants to talk you out of moving forward in your life and convince you that what you have to go through in order to get to a better place is too much and it is overwhelming and will consume you. But the truth of the matter is there is some stuff in order to get the greatness you can't avoid. You can't get around it. You can't, you, can't, you can't bypass it. Some stuff you've got to go through in order to get to a better place. And sometimes the enemy wants to talk you out of going through stuff because for some reason we don't want drama. We don't want trauma. We don't want headaches and heartaches. But some stuff comes with the territory. Some stuff you have to deal with and go through if you plan. You are not going to become a millionaire until you go through some stuff. You're, you're not going to start that business without going through some hell. You are not going to get out of that dysfunctional relationship without some drama. Some stuff you are going to have to go through. But the good news is if you have faith enough to go through it, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God will deliver us from them all. I came to encourage somebody who the devil is talking noise to you and telling you you'll never be better and telling you it's always going to be like it is and telling you this stress will last forever God said if you're just willing to be strong and courageous enough to stand in what's supposed to take you out God said I'll dry it up right before it drowns you high five three people and tell them it's going to get better it's going to get They have to go through what God is about to bring them out of. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. So question number two, how do they manage the moment? They manage the moment by holding up what's holding it back. There are two miracles. Give me two brothers. I need some help here. Give me two brothers. I need some help. Yeah, yeah, come on. Come on, come on, Skinny, come on. Come on. There, there, are, they, they, there are two miracles here in the text. One that, that is obvious. Face me side by side. Y'all get ready to carry the ark. Uh, one that is obvious. Take a step there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Step there. One that is obvious and one that is obscure, Pastor. The obvious miracle is that when the priest, come on, hold it up, hold it up. This large wooden box with two gold rings on each side and the priests are supposed to put a pole in between the rings and carry this heavy ark. It's heavy because the wood alone is heavy, let alone the two stone tablets that God himself have carved out the Ten Commandments. They got a jar of manna that is left over that did not rot to remind them of how God fed them in the middle of the wilderness and there, there is Aaron's rod that budded. You know, it's dead once it leaves the tree, but God let it bud even after it was dead to show you that God can bring life out of dead places. But I don't have time. I don't have time. They, 
they they carry I feel the Holy Ghost right here they carry the ark and the Bible says when they step forward the first miracle is that the moment they stand in what's supposed to overtake them God dries up lets the water stand up like he did the Red Sea and all of a sudden where they what what should have overtaken them has now been cleared out of their way I, I, I hate to I hate to get spooky on y'all but I'm about to prophesy to somebody and tell them that the moment you trust God enough to stand in it God's gonna show you how he can dry it up and let you walk through what's supposed to overwhelm you but I they here I feel the Holy Ghost here but here's the here's the obscure miracle first lady here's here's the obscure miracle the Bible says that they walk in and they get to the middle of the Jordan come on stand in the middle and and when they get to the middle they pause there these men these priests who have been consecrated who have been set apart who are dedicated to the service of the Lord he the these priests God I feel the Holy Ghost these priests who 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 have been set aside who God has put his validation on these priests have to do something that nobody else is willing to do scholars suggest there are somewhere between four and six million Israelites that are about to cross over this Jordan River and so these dedicated men these set apart consecrated men pastor have to stand in the middle of the Jordan while people who are not as dedicated oh God while people who are not as interested in anybody else just their own salvation have to get past them and they have to stand there while six million people who are not as anointed as them get ahead of them oh lord help me oh y'all ain't gonna help me get here they don't know they don't know they're just standing by faith that god will keep it dried up but they gotta watch people who don't even have the decency to speak to them while they're serving y'all ain't gonna help me get past them like there's nothing else to do God gives them a grace to hold up what's holding back what's supposed to drown everybody else while other people who really who really wouldn't do it for them get ahead of them it's a it's a frustrating thing when you're serving in ministry and and you're doing the best you can while other people who really won't do what you're willing to do not only get ahead of you but criticize everything about what you're doing y'all ain't gonna y'all ain't gonna it can be it can be a frustrating thing when you've cooked all the chicken for the for the church meal and you gotta watch other people who wouldn't even help you take out the trash complain about how much seasoning it didn't have on it it's a it's a frustrating thing when people who walk past a piece of paper on the floor and won't pick it up but will complain to you about why the grass ain't cut y'all ain't gone don't nobody want to have church it's a frustrating and I know everybody can't clap on this because some of y'all are the people just walking by the people that are holding up ministry but I'll bet you I got some people in here who knows what it feels like to be unappreciated who knows what it feels like for folk to not realize what it takes for you to hold up this heavy thing
enemy would love for you to put it down. He would love for you to say, you know what, they can have all of this. He would love, he would love to talk you out of being in the middle holding it up. You know why? Because he understands that if he can talk you into putting it down, everybody else going to drown. Can I tell you why the enemy's trying to frustrate you? He knows that if you give up, there's more at stake than just you. Yeah, like I, yeah, yeah. He knows that you holding it up is saving some people that are around you. That if you give up, everybody else going to give up too. He don't have to hit your children. He just gets you. If he gets you, your children going to drown. He don't have to take out the whole church, just some key people. And if he can frustrate them to give up, he can take out the rest of the congregation. The enemy is trying to get you in a place where you don't realize that God is using you. The only reason that job is still open is because you work there. And if he can get you to quit your assignment, then he can make sure that everybody else goes down. But I need you to high five two people and tell them, not on my watch. Not on my watch. I got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And know that my labor in the Lord is not in vain. You can't give up now. It's too many people assigned to your life. You can't throw in the towel now. It's too many people watching how you handle adversity. You can't give up now. There are too many people waiting to see what you're going to do so they know what they're going to do. But I decree and declare that when God gets finished using you, no weapon that is strong against you shall be able to prosper. If I got a witness, shout it. They hold up. What's holding it back? I came to encourage everybody who's holding it up. God is using you to save a whole nation of people. And so I'm done. God bless you. I'll see you later. Question number one, what is the situation of the text? Israel's about to come through what God's about to pull them out of. Question number two, how do they manage the moment by holding up what's holding it back? Question number three, and I'm done. How do they then maintain a miracle memory? How do they hold on to what God is doing? I'll tell you how. Uh, By extracting from what they were extracted out of. Bible says, God tells, uh, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. Somebody's about to get help right here. The Bible says that God tells Joshua, Joshua, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pick 12 men, one from each tribe. How many, how many men? 12. 12 men, one from each tribe. And when they get to the middle of the Jordan, from the middle of what you've been going through, take you something. Take you a stone. Take you a stone. And each one grab a stone, put it up on their shoulder. How many men? So how many stones? And I want you, once they, once they get it from the middle, where the priests were standing, I want you to have them take it to the other side. And you're going to build a memorial. On the other side, once you come out. Set up something that when everybody else forgets, when mama's gone, 
when grandmama has, has gone on and the great-grandchildren walk by, they can say, what's that for? And, and you always have the testimony as long as you see it. This is what the Lord used to bring us over wet places on dry ground. This is what reminds us. That's, but there's something that messed me up, and I'm done. Something that messed me up. Joshua did what the Lord said. He got 12 men. How many men? Each grabbed one stone. How many stones? From the middle of the Jordan. And they carried to the other side. But there's another part in there that I kept missing until I was studying. It says, but Joshua himself also took 12 stones from the beginning of what he went through and set up a memorial in the middle. Wait a minute, you missed it. You missed it. How many men grabbed the stone from the middle? How many stones? If it took 12 men to carry 12 stones, how in the world did one man, y'all ain't gonna help me. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't, don't nobody wanna have church with me in here. How in the world did one man carry 12 stones and set up his own memorial? Can I tell you what that tells me? That tells me that when you are obedient to God, when you are strong and courageous, God will give you a grace to handle what other people can't carry. Y'all ain't going, oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. Can I tell you why you're dealing with some stuff that people don't know why you're still standing? Can I tell you, even while you're taking care of loved ones, people trying to figure out how come you ain't lost your mind? Can I tell you why? You go on that job and nobody can realize how come you ain't cussing nobody out or punching nobody in the mouth. It's because God's giving you a great that can handle what other people can't carry. I, matter of fact, can you help me preach because my time is up. Grab one neighbor by the hand. One good neighbor by the hand. Come on, shake the hand real good. Shake the hand real good and say, neighbor, do you got some heavy stuff you're carrying? Ask them, ask them, do you got some heavy stones that you've been trying to figure out how you still carry it? Tell them it's because you are bad somebody. God has given you a grace that can handle what other people can't carry. And the enemy knows that this grace, the same grace, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. It was grace that brought me safe. God bless you. God bless you. I'll see y'all later. But Joshua has a grace to carry what other people cannot handle. But can I tell you the second reason that he set up his own memorial? Because he had the 12 men grab one stone over there. But he's got 12 stones that he carried from the beginning to the middle. Which shows me when it comes to the plan of God that's on your life. You can't depend on everybody else to tell your testimony for you. There's some stuff you've got to know for yourself. Good morning, y'all. I got to leave you here. May the Lord God bless you real good. But on my way, on my way, on my way out, can I tell you something? That some people, they look at you and they think they know your real testimony.
at you and they think they know what you've been through but do me a favor and say neighbor no you got the wrong neighbor get a different one they sick of you come on look at her and say oh neighbor tell them you think you know my story tell them you just know the parts I told everybody cause there are some parts that I had to treat like Miss Eli's daddy I didn't tell nobody but God there's some stuff that I came through that only me and God know how hard I really cried how many tears I really shed but the fact that he brought me out I ain't gonna wait for nobody else to tell my testimony I'll carry So when I come to church, when I come to church, thank you, fellas. When I come to church, everybody who is a believer ought to have at least 12 stones. When you show up on Sunday morning, what are you talking about, Reverend? Everybody ought to have some memories about what God has really done for them and have a miracle memory of how God brought you out. Yeah. So when I come to church and I remember how I didn't have any money and he made a way out of no way, that's a stone. When I come to church and remember when I was laid on the table and they told me I was bleeding to death and right before they went to operate, they did one last MRI and said, we don't know what happened, but what was there before is gone now. That's a stone. Yeah, yeah. When the devil wanted to take my children, but you walk and watch them walk across the aisle. That's a stone. When the devil told you you couldn't have the job because you didn't qualify, but God blessed you anyhow. That's a stone. Yeah, yeah. And that's why when I come to church, I like I dance, I shout like I shout, I act like I act, cause when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he yeah, is yeah, and all he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah help me close this little sermon, grab one more neighbor and I'm on my way to my seat, grab him by the hand, now don't hold that hand like it's a dead fish, but hold that hand, I say hold that hand like it's a life miracle, shake it a little bit, rock it a little bit, and say neighbor, I'm about to shout for you, cause I know you feel overwhelmed, I know you feel frustrated, I know you feel tired, but I got a different feeling. Then you got, I got a feeling, everything gonna be alright. Yeah, yeah. Is there anybody here that can praise God in the middle of the Jordan? Is there anybody here that can dance in the middle of your situation? Is there anybody here that you're in the middle but you believe God? Well, don't wait. Don't wait till the battle is over. 